0: DWFAQ, a podcast by Domestic Workers United, where we provide answers to frequently asked questions about the work that we do. I am your host, Christine Lewis, a worker leader of Domestic Workers United, a movement about respect, fair labor standards, power, and a movement about ending exploitation in the workplace for nannies, elder caregivers, and housekeepers. Here, we'll answer your frequently asked questions about different types of domestic work and life with members of Domestic Workers United, special guests, allies, and friends. In this episode of Domestic Workers United FAQ, DWU members Charmaine and Norma from a Workers' Centre had a conversation on February 2021 with fellow workers in Domestic Workers United and our allies, Mary and Yolanda, in the Anti-A Woman campaign, who are working to strike down the New York State practice of paying care providers for only the first 13 hours of 24-hour shifts. 24-hour shift workers are often women of colour and immigrants, who care 24 hours a day for elders with dementia and people with disabilities as well as other chronic diseases. Workers getting half pay for a full 24-hour shift is justified by employers and the state on the pretext that the workers can sleep overnight if they wish. As this conversation demonstrates, the reality is that workers who accept 24-hour shifts at half pay or even less are often in desperate circumstances to begin with. In dire need of a job, trying to avoid homelessness, or newly out of a homeless shelter. Charmaine's story shows how quickly this kind of arrangement turned into a form of forced work and extended imprisonment in a patient's home. While Norma shares how working back-to-back 24-hour shifts, left her own children and cared for, and destabilized her marriage as well. Have a listen.
1: Well, my name is Charmaine, and um, I was in the shelter, and a friend told me that, you know, they're taking care of an old man, and, you know, if I would like to come, I got a room on board, and... I can stay here and help take care of the man. Now, when I came here, the shelter was paying the lady $400 for six months until I finished the health aid class. And after I finished the class, then I worked on the outside for a few cases. And then I continued to work with the patient here. Now the daughter, this is her case. And she signed up with him at the agency, I guess, at CityPAP. But she didn't let me know this. So she, the daughter told me that she can pay me $200 a month. So, I mean, what can I say? I can't say nothing because she said that's what she's going to pay me. So for two years, And until March of 2020, so from February 8, 14, 2018, to March 2020, she called me and she told me she cannot pay me anymore. Mind you, I'm still working. And I said to myself, so what am I going to do? Because I got my storage bill to pay. And I have my telephone to pay. So she decided that she cannot give me anything anymore. Meanwhile, she's traveling all over the place. And this is your job and you're not taking care of the man. I'm doing it. And right now, she hasn't paid me for six months. And I'm like, okay. But I still was working that was working until November 29th. She came and she was arguing and she's no family to this man. She lives across the street, no family to this man, just a neighbor. And she, oh God, this is so overwhelming. But she um, came on, on the 29th and she wanted me out. She told me she wanted me out. This was the 29th of November of 2020. She wanted me out of the house. She started cursing and carrying on. I had to call the cops. And she was like, "Um, I'm not pleased with your service. Now, I've been doing the work. for. I've been living here for three years, doing the work two years and 10 months, and you're going to tell me, and oh, you have never, ever did nothing. You don't please, you're don't you not pleased with my service. I clipped this man's nails. I cut his hair. I Sometimes I was braiding his hair. I gave him a shower, which he's not even taking right now. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why I took it was because I didn't want to be in the shelter anymore. So I thought it just to come out. Because where there were, I mean, I have a back problem, a severe back problem, a whole lot of pain, back and knees, and I have it called sciatica. So along with sciatica, arthritis and everything, it's a hard task for me, but I still fight it. So that was the reason why I really came to be here just to get out of the shelter,
0: it, with, within that experience, and I know that you're going through and I know that we're talking to folks on your behalf, have you been working? Who is the man that you take care of? Is he, the, is he an elder? And are you on call 24 hours while you were living in the house?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm here
0: 24-7. What is yeah, it is was... work, working with him um, around the clock 24 hours? And as you say, you haven't gotten paid. You got $200 a month for working mm-hmm. for this man around the clock. Right. What, what does that feel like? This? And and what it was that you had to do with this man?
1: Okay. Well, I give him his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Give him his medication. Um, he's a good man. He's not miserable or anything. But during the night, like I can sleep, but I still don't sleep because he gets up like three, four o'clock in the morning sometimes and then... But the last time he fell was October 16th when he fell. Normally he get this thing where he just fall at night or in the morning. So those were the type of stuff that I was doing with him.
0: The the 24-hour tw- the shift work needs to stop. Why do why you think it should stop? Yeah,
1: I think, I mean which I think it kind of stopped because what they did now is they split it up in sections. It's not like straight 24 hours. I mean, unless it's a private case, but I think it should stop. Like I think people not getting to be around their families. And I mean, some people are so hungry. They want to, I want to buy a house home. So I have to overwork. Some people don't want to, but but those, I, for me, I feel like this is not a good thing for your mental health. Also, sometimes you need to just get out. Like me, like right now, I can't even go out. I have to stay inside my room.
0: Why? Why is so, that? Why? Why you? Because
1: have to I don't. Because mm. I don't have any keys for my room door, mm. and I don't want her to come into my room. And I don't have any keys to come back into the house. Wow. Yeah. And one time, she locked me out. And when I called the patient to come and open the door, she came back to the door and told me, oh, you don't live here. That's why you don't have the keys. That's what she said. Wow. Now, she's probably here now, given Amiston. I hope she's not hearing me because I'm in a different part.
0: Oh, why? it is that you can't talk where you live? Is it that
1: you yeah. can't talk? Yeah, really? Yeah, because guess what? She have a chair sitting by my door listening to my conversation because she don't have nothing to do. And then she talk about, oh, I have it on record.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is this let me ask yeah. you, is this the situation where there's a camera by your door in the bathroom or the kitchen? Yes.
2: The, yes, what, what is, a can
0: you tell us what your situation is like there? I mean yes, and, I have and why are you accepting it? I or or why you have to accept it? Could you tell well,
1: us? Well, the thing it is, I'm not accepting it. I am trying to seek help to find out why. if she can take down this camera. Because every time I open my room door to go into and I'm speaking like this because I'm trying to um echo my voice down so she can okay. hear me. But I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. Um, she has the camera over the patient door right to the bathroom so when I open my door that camera light turn on and when I come out of my room to go into the kitchen to go to the bathroom or whatever I do out there she's seeing me on camera
0: Hmm. yeah so and are you still working for the guy in that capacity of elder caregiver or no
1: she she got somebody else she this is how she don't have time for him she hired somebody else to come and take care of everything. So I'm just here now holding out and I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have no money to get anywhere. And I'm just waiting to see if I can get some kind of help. I, you know, she will she take me to court and see what the judge says. It's abuse in the workplace. Shelter. Yeah very much. I don't want to go back to the shelter. Um, I remember one time she told me not to talk. I, I'm not allowed to talk to the patient. I'm not allowed to talk to the occupant in the house. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? But I still talk to him. I have to. And the thing it is, he doesn't want me to leave because he know the type of care. When I first came here, they used to have him locked up. No telephone. Or anything locked up in his room, they wasn't making out, making him change. And I mean, the house was so stink. Until when I came in and I opened up that door and let that man catch some air and make sure he changed one time. I did the real care, like that was my brother. He's about sixty-four.
0: Your your land, your land uh, or Mary? Do you have any questions? To ask Charmaine.
3: First of all, I just want to say, Charmaine, that's so terrible. I'm sorry that you're going through that. That's really unacceptable that you're being yeah. that situation. And um, so, I guess, I guess one question I would have is, um, you know, if if you had not had to work 24 seven for those those many years, um, like let's say you had a day off every week, or let's say that you only had to work eight hours every day, what kind of things do you think you would have been able to do with that free time to yourself?
1: Well, you know, i mostly, I'm a very inside person anyways, but I would go to church. I don't have friends like that. I just have associates. Hi, hello. So most of my time, you know, if it's a day that I would go to church, I would, you know, go to church, which, and I used to do that before all of this, you know, and mm-hmm. that was about it. That was about it I have a friend maybe she would call me and say let's go out and eat or something like that but otherwise than that that was about it
3: Charmaine I feel like it's so messed up because um it, it's like you you know were able to get out of the shelter and into work this domestic care job but they had you working all the time and only giving you barely enough money I mean not even yeah. enough money to really do anything with. So even though you were working for three years and, you know, like that you weren't able to, number one, any money or number two, to have any time at all to go get a a different job that would actually pay you, you know, more or to do any of that. I mean, I feel like they just used up your efforts for a few years without really giving you, you know, any sort of any sort of benefit from it or any way that you could come out better in the situation than you had been before. Um, so, I guess that's more of a comment than a question. But I just, I, I, I definitely appreciate you sharing that story, and I think it's totally messed up that that's but what's been going on. Um, what would, yeah. you, I, and I do guess I have one question, which is just you know if if you could, um, you know, magically make things a different way, like what 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 would you like to see as a resolution to this issue?
1: Um, most most of all, at least give me my money. You want me to get out? Give me what you have for me. And let me get out and, you know, try to figure out what I would want to do when I get out. I just want to be happy, be in a peaceful place, freely to come and go as I want.
3: Yeah.
1: At one point she was like, um, oh, well, can I give you a hundred dollars a month? I'm like, You've only given me 200 No, I don't want that. So she was like, well, you can go out and work. You can, you know, you can go out and work. Go and get a job from on the outside. That's what she told me. Wow. But I'm like, "Is a pandemic out there. Look at my situation. Mm-hmm. How can I go out there and get a job right now? And at the time, at the time, everything was locked down. But this is not, he, he doesn't have any kids. This is the neighbor.
2: Hmm.
1: So it's like, I'm living across the street and I see a freeway where I can just grab because she's saying that the house is hers. Now, that doesn't have nothing to do with me. Whether the house is yours, I don't care.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But right is right, you mm-hmm. know?
3: Yeah, that's
0: terrible. But
1: right now she wants me out and she she gave me a 10-day some kind of fake paperwork from her friend's father office that she gave me a 10 days eviction out of here. Now, I was supposed to be out with her quote, 10 days, the 25th.
0: You you used to take care of a man who has a stroke. You yourself have back issues. What does that feel like for you as a, as, 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 as a woman who is giving care to somebody who's also sick? I mean, I am hearing Hurt. the story and Hurt. I'm livid. I'm, I'm livid and I'm, I'm, I'm really frustrated Hurt. for women Hurt. who have given up all that they have to come here to take care of somebody and be Hurt. taken advantage of as well. Can you Hurt. speak to that?
1: Yes. It's very hurtful. It's very, you know, you know what more hurtful to the fact that mm-hmm. I'm in this pain and I'm giving this man the best care he was ever getting and you're only giving me $200 a month. And I'm pretty sure the paycheck what she was getting from the agency was more than that. So it was a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, but I fight through the pain that I have 24-7 and took care of this man. And he knows it. Thank you to everybody and thank you for having me on. Thank and
0: you. Thank you
1: so much. Okay. You're
0: welcome. Yeah. I- norma norma all right thanks norma so a question is um what are your thoughts on ending the 24 hour work feat? um and what has been your experience
2: yeah um we wanted to start that tw- 24 hour because uh, uh, it's not fair you know and they exploring all uh, work in the 24 hour and and we, me, I just get paid 13 hours, not 12, 13. And uh, at the same time, you know, uh, when we get to the job, we cannot go until we finish it. Like I, I used to work like a four, four days until I finish my shift, that's the time I have to go back to my house. If it's something happened in my house, I cannot go you know to do anything because i gotta be there inside that house no matter what if i sleep don't sleep uh, we have to be there you know so that is the reason we wanted to start. you know this kind of job like that because we don't have no freedom and uh, we have to be responsible for anything can happen there with the patient norma do you mind if i ask
3: um, how did this affect your family life, having to work these 24-hour shifts? And how long have you been, how many years have you been working these 24-hour shifts?
2: Yeah, I used to be working uh, for many years, but then I stopped and I just I started to work like uh, on the 2015. I start again until until the present. So like I have six years working uh right now the 24 hours and uh, but in the past affected me a lot with my children because they was uh, you know teenagers and uh, always I have a phone call from the school calling me because they not doing the the homework and uh, everything and and they have a lot of issues in the house because I'm not home to take care of them and then uh, a lot of going on, you know, when you're not home, your kids, they, they wanna do whatever they wanna do because there is nobody there to have control on them. And a lot of sickness too, because uh, when you're there, it's like a, your mental health is, is not, uh, is not uh, good because you're thinking about what can happen in, in your house and at the same time you have to be at your job. And uh, and years ago, uh, sometimes you have to be working one month inside that house because sometimes they don't have replacement to send people to, you can go to the house. Sometimes they just send a replacement for one day just to so you go get some clean uh, clothes or your medication or read your, your letter or something like that before it was worth the situation. That's why we, we need to stop those kind of jobs yeah, because it's not fair we, why we have to be working 24 hours like that and, and, and at the same time we didn't get the payment we're supposed to get.
3: But what would you like to do if you didn't work 24 hours? you know how would that be better for you? Uh, what could you do with that time? And how could it be better for your patients?
2: When I started working the 24 hour, I, I didn't have my kids here, you know. So at the time, I have that freedom to, I can work, but at the same time, they always put the conditions. Uh, they say, okay, if you need uh, uh, a job, we have job for you, but just 24 hours. We don't have a, a, like a shortness of hours. So when you are in the need, you have to say whatever they give you. So that's the reason I started working 24 hours.
0: Norma, I am I'm curious and concerned. I know a lot of, Um. from March to now, I mean, we were having meetings on the phones. And I remember calling caregivers, elder caregivers, to be a part of the meeting, only to learn that they have passed on. How is it working in the pandemic, you know, with COVID-19, going into these folks' homes, working 24 hours? What is that like for you?
2: Uh, difficult because, you know, at the same time, we have to have a lot of uh, careness uh, for the sickness. Uh, sometimes I have to pay uh, a cab, you know, taxi, to get there in uh, with the patient. and. Uh, I gotta stay with the patient and have that a lot of careful, you know, to don't get the sick. And you see right now I have a, a some issues. Mm-hmm. I get the, the COVID uh, on the February seventh. Thank God I'm survived for the COVID. You, you see right now I'm negative, but uh, what happened? My patient he get the COVID and uh, I think so gotta be from me because uh, my other co-worker she made the test and she was negative and he become positive hmm. so what what happened the family right now uh, they very upset they send me a uh, uh, some kind uh, of on, on my WhatsApp my write writers. And say to me, Norma, uh, I don't need your service anymore because of the whole family. We are upset with you because you get uh, you you sick of my my family, and now he's going to go to the nursing home. So now I I lost my job because. Uh, They get upset, the family get upset with me because I I give the the sickness for the COVID for the patient, but thank God, he's okay, he come back home today. But it's not my fault because I didn't even know I have a COVID. Mm -hmm. I was in my job, when I got to my job, I was okay. And then in my job, I get sick. And from there, I go to the emergency. So when I went to the emergency, they do the test on me and I was positive. And he become positive too.
0: Okay. When COVID hit in March, were they providing you with a PPE, the 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 mask and the gloves, etc. Yeah,
2: in my job every every two weeks they give us um gloves and masks. And always we use and I, I was using in my my mask all the time. Glow where i have that precaution so i don't know how he's getting but him he doesn't like to use a mask Hmm. so he didn't use a mask in the house but
0: we use it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those of us who give care to elders there's a lot of people coming in and out of the house was that your situation? I mean, that, that there's a possibility that somebody could have been carrying COVID and you picked up COVID there too with somebody coming in and out of the house? I know, I know there are friends of mine who work in certain um, homes where you can't tell the family members, do not visit the uncle or aunts. Is that, do you think that is a situation that comes up every time in elder caregiving or across the board?
2: Exactly, anything can happen because there are, there is some more people living there, but the people live there, they don't, they don't go inside the, the living room where he is. They just uh, stay in their own room and go to the bathroom and that's it. But uh, sometimes we have to go out with him too, you know, to do a little shopping or whatever. So, you know, the COVID you can catch in, in anywhere.
4: Well, Norma, I'm so sorry that this has all happened to you, first of all. Um, And I'm pretty sure that legally, you cannot be fired for COVID-19 the way that you were. I just uh,
2: lose my job with that patient, but in the agency, uh, of course, they have to find out somebody else for me. But with this patient, I've been working, you know, the six year because that that is my first job and my last job.
4: Mm-hmm. You could have a case of illegal termination.
3: Norma, the agency didn't fire you, right? You just can't work for that client anymore?
2: Yeah, just for that client because the lady, She call the agency and make sure to tell them
3: to don't send me anymore Mm -hmm. at her house. They'll say, oh, well, you know, as an agency, we're not firing you, but you just can't work for this one client anymore.
0: Normal, would Christine, would that be uh, another 24-hour work structure? Would that be? If if you get a new client?
2: I told my supervisor. Uh, because I write it down a letter before, long time ago. I told them, just with this client, I'm gonna be working 24 hours. Uh, if something happened to this client, he die or go to the nursing home, I'm not gonna be working anymore 24 hours because I'm married woman and I'm having some problems with my husband because he don't want me to continue working 24 hours. So I told them, maybe they have to change my uh, to 12 hours so i'm gonna wait to see what's gonna happen uh, on monday because um, i need to give the letter from from the hospital to them like uh, i am ready to work without limitation so uh, on monday i'm going to know what they're going to decide with me you know because of myself i don't want to continue working the 24 hours
0: thank you and again i mean you know you bring something so crucial normal about your family life here it is you're working 24 hours um in somebody's home while your marriage your marriage life your married life you know is 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 entrusted with problems because you know your husband doesn't want you to work and, and it takes away from your family life really and truly it takes away from your nuclear family taking care of your family and in the end look you're like chop liver right they could say we don't want you anymore you know and where does that leave you and 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 the agency what is the agency really doing as well
2: Mm -hmm. so that that's the thing you know there is nobody to to protect you to respond for you nobody you're like those people they just need you to you be there to serve them whenever they don't need you they just kick
0: you out and that's it yeah and so could i tell you that is why community is important that is why what we're doing right now the multitudes may never come but that is why it's important that we meet and convene and have these conversations to take it to where it matters, Governor Cuomo or even even the new President Biden right now. These um, convenings and meeting together to hold up each other's hand is important. And at the same time,
2: you work in the 24 hour and they just get paid 13 hours, it's
0: not fair. How long is too long that we're going to Governor Cuomo's office? Over and over, over and over, for this to be come into law, what does it take? What will it take for us? Because we're sick and tired, because we're going time immemorial, time immemorial. Unlike the Bill of Rights for the nannies, it took us seven years, right? From 2020, 2003 to 2010, so it takes a journey. Could you answer, please? Could you could you give us some hope about what is the aspiration and ambition of this working 24 hours, getting paid for 12 and ending it, period.
4: I just think that, you know, the society is telling us that, you know, we can't do anything about it, that there's no hope, you know, that we are lacking information. We don't know our rights, right? We have no power in fighting back. And that's why we're being taken advantage of, you know. Um, but, you know, just the conversation that we're having here and the fact that, you know, um, we are... You know we're organized around this demand around to you know to end 24 hour that we see it clear that you know whether paid or non-paid, we shouldn't have to be you know we shouldn't be put on the position to choose between having a livable wages mm-hmm. and preserving our health preserving our time with family. What should you know this should not be like kind of a dilemma that we have to choose from. But you know we are you know being exploited and taken advantage of by the system just by purely us convening today challenging the the portrayal of us you know like immigrant women workers right like by the media by you know everyone just us challenging this and standing up to say no is a way that we're already fighting against our fate right you know we have a say in what we do mm-hmm. and I think I think that uh, you know the the goal is to really gather more and more people. I'm, I'm really happy that this conversation is happening between um, home health aides, you know, under uh, the Medicaid system and domestic workers. Um, and, and our goal is to reach out to more, more and more people out there. You know, we all kind of suffer the same condition. It's not about, you know, whether or not like Governor Cuomo can help us. Well, you know, we, we are here to help ourselves and we're powerful. For example, this law that um, United Women Campaign is passing, comes from the home care workers themselves you know they see it clear that 24 no matter paid or unpaid it's it kills us and i mean so um even though this this law is limited because it's, it's you know it's still like uh it's still limited to the home care industry but it is a starting point point. and i think you know we're we're kind of we're kind of like we're sick and tired christine like you're saying and like you know everyone is sharing this conversation and that's why we're, we're here and trying to do something, you know, figure out something. We, t- we take back the control mm-hmm. of our time and of our life, mm-hmm. you know, through whatever means. And it's not, it doesn't depend on Governor Cuomo. It, it depends on us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as the songwriter, yeah, songwriter say, we who believe in freedom shall not rest until it comes.
3: I do think that right now more and more people are starting to see that overwork and underwork are two sides of the same coin, and that as working-class people, we really need to be able to say no to the 24-hour workday and to have control over our working time. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to the Domestic Workers United FAQ podcast. Today's conversation shows how quickly 24 hours caregiving shifts in New York City and state can turn into extreme exploitation, especially during the pandemic time. Please join DWU and the Entire Woman Campaign as we fight for an end to this practice and support the women who have been affected. This episode of DWU FAQ was produced by DWU and Entire Woman Campaign with technical assistance from Eileen Condon and training from Brick Media Art and our podcast mentor, TK Dutes. I am your host, Christine Lewis. To learn more about how you can support DWU and the entire woman campaign, find us on Facebook or write to us directly at DWUNewYork at gmail.com. I'll repeat that again at DWUNewYork at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.